Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. <laughs> today's episode is about this whole theme is messy action over delayed perfection. And it's really interesting that I'm doing an episode on this because I went to record this podcast and then my headphones just like blew up and it's not working. If I was being a perfectionist about it, I would be like, okay, I can't record this podcast at the moment. I need to like get new headphones or fix this or whatever. And it's just not the day or whatever. But I'm literally like, okay, this is why this is happening. And this is why I'm embodying this messy action over delayed perfection because I'm just going to do it anyway. And I don't really need headphones to record it. But yeah, so that is the theme and I see you if you're stuck in this because I've been you a thousand times trying to get everything together before you take action. Literally, I have not reached out to contacts for years because I've been waiting for the right time. I've been waiting for my art to be in the right place which is just not the way to collapse time and quantum leap your growth. If, if you want to do that, you need to just take action in the moment. So the thing is with perfectionism, it's just your ego getting in the way. It's your ego protecting you because it feels not safe because anything that is new to the ego is a threat and it's anything uncomfortable to the ego is a threat because you've never experienced it before. So even if it's something that you want to call in and you want to manifest, whether it's love, whether it's money, whether it's whatever, your ego is seeing that and it's going to protect you from that until you're ready to hold it because you haven't experienced it. So that is seen as unsafe. Perfectionism is really going to stop you from so many things. It's going to stop you from trying new things in so many different ways. Like I've had clients literally get headaches before trying new things because it's their ego trying to protect them from growing because it doesn't understand that it's safe to grow. And that's where nervous system work really comes into this to be able to hold whatever it is you want to be calling in. And that's why with my coaching and with my spiritual healing, it's not one dimensional. And I use the power of energetics and the power of your nervous system and making sure that feels safe to hold whatever it is you're calling in. Because if you're not safe to hold it, obviously your body and your mind and everything is going to come in and reject it. So perfectionism really is perfectionism. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that because I said it not right and that's just imperfectly perfect for the time. Um, but perfectionism is the barrier to your success and it's really cock blocking you from success because you're delaying action and you just keep delaying it. If you keep, if you tell your brain, I'll do it tomorrow, like that's why people joke about like, oh, I'll start the gym tomorrow. I'll start on Monday. If you keep telling your brain that, it's just going to keep delaying it and keep delaying it. And then you'll look and it's been a whole year and then it's been two years, then it's been three years. And you really need to call yourself out on this. Striving for perfectionism is really a fear of failure. It's a fear of embarrassment and then feeling shame around that. And this is shadow work. Anything revolving around shame is shadow work. And you need to go and dive into that and, and see where is this fear rooted from. And if you go real back, um, if you if if you keep going, diving deep into this fear, it can be so many things. It could be the witch wound, which is your ancestral lineage and being a witch in a past life where literally if you were different or if you were speaking your truth, you were like 
thrown in the river or whatever shit happened. There's a cool book on this. It's called Witch by Lisa Lister. Lister. Um, and she talks all about this and healing your sisterhood wounds and healing your witch wounds, um, which is one factor. And if you can't go back to your – if you can't find the trauma that's stopping you from what you want to do in your zero to seven, you can go back and – see it in your past lives and this is where past life regression is really helpful and really healing because you can see how you have been you've experienced trauma in your past lives or you can go back in your you can go back in your family lineage and see where this is coming to play in a lot of women's experiences I I mean in my opinion I feel like every woman was a witch in some past life and we need to heal that and we need to heal we need to heal our sisterhood wounds around not just ourselves showing up, but how we energetically interact with other women showing up. And if we're supportive of that, or if we're just verbally supportive, but we don't feel supportive in our bodies. And it's so freeing when you get to a place where you're actually so supportive of yourself showing up and so supportive of other people showing up as well. When you fear failure so much, your body is going to support that as well. And your mind is just going to find evidence of why it's not safe. And it just turns into avoidance. And that's avoidance of anything that's unfamiliar and anything that includes taking a risk. And if you know anything about growth, it's about taking a risk. It's about getting uncomfortable and stretching and growing and meeting your edges. And then you get to the next level and then you have to meet your edges there. And it's a constant evolution. So when you're stuck in this perfectionism, you just stay stagnant and you miss opportunities. And you might have glimpses of confidence and feelings of, yes, yes, no, I'm inspired to do this and I'm going to do this and then insert time. And then it's not now. So that time just never comes. It's so freeing when you experience growth and you experience success from your messy action. And just the belief that the striving for perfectionism is just you believing that you're unworthy and you're not enough right now as you are. And you have to get, you have to get to a certain place to be able to just, to be able to call in anything that you want to manifest and anything that you desire. If you're putting anyone on a pedestal in what they're achieving in their life, have a look at them and most likely they are just taking messy action. So I want to talk about the ego, how it tell will tell you that I don't know. Like your ego will tell you that you don't know how. You don't know how. One, it's not your job to know the how. That's the universe's job and you're co-creating with the universe, meaning that it's actually none of your business, all of the steps of how it's going to happen. The other thing is it's so safe and easy to say, oh, I don't know how. And your ego will then find your, – your reticular activating system will then find evidence of how you don't know how. But if you tell yourself that I'm learning, then your reticular activating system, which is that part of your brain that you can literally program it to focus on anything, will then create evidence and then find steps and people and opportunities to learn how to do whatever you want to do. And I experience, I've experienced this on so many different levels. Like at the moment, I've recently thought if I want to make my own film – I don't know how, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to make my own film. I don't know how, but do I know people that are doing it? Yes. Are there mentors that exist for this? Yes. Do I know plenty of people in the industry? Yes. And I can focus on that and then I can ask questions and the key to constantly evolve and learn and grow is to stay committed 
to stay willing and to stay open and curious. And curiosity is really the key for ongoing growth. We can't just get to a point and learn stuff and then have our ego tell us that we've learned all the things and we're not curious and we're not open to learning. It's so cool meeting new people and just being open to learning anything from them and not being from a place of superiority or a place, yeah, a place of superiority where you think you know everything and you've got nothing to learn from other people. So start telling yourself, instead of telling yourself you don't know how, you're literally protecting yourself from finding the answers. Sometimes we can literally just meditate on it and something will pop up and it might not be the answer how, but it might just be your intuition coming through you through that channel and saying, hey, why don't you ask that person and there's certain things that I are on my manifesting list that I don't know how I'm going to get in contact with certain people but if I just tune into my intuition and I have some inkling to hang out with a certain person or whatever and then I go and do that something will pop up and you never know and this is why following your intuition is such such a big piece to this because you don't know how pieces are going to come together You might be manifesting and working and doing all the things in your room, but then you're not connecting to the the things and the people and the places that are actually going to string the steps together. So sometimes if you just listen to your intuition and for example, it's like, okay, you just need to take a walk. Then you take a walk and then you bump into someone and then you have a conversation with them and they mention something or someone or and you just follow these little god dots and these little breadcrumbs that are going to lead you to what you want to manifest and that is really staying open a lot of people when they're traveling me included are so open to this and that's why they are really activated in a different energy and at a different frequency but it's so easy for us to be stagnant when we we are at home and we're used to the same routine. So it's really cool to kind of adopt that traveling energy when you're at home or when you're in your kind of normal routine. The other thing that helps with taking action is to really detach yourself from the results of whatever you want to call in and whatever you're doing. You might want to do something or and something in your head might be like, well, is that the really the most productive thing? And this podcast is an example for me. I'm like, there's so many things I can be doing right now. Am I doing this for a certain result or is it because I feel like I need to express certain things at the moment and I want to connect with the community that I'm creating in Nirvana at the moment? I don't know if I'm going to be doing this forever but I'm just following my own god dots and doing what I feel called to do right now and doing it in a messy way I have thought about doing this for a few years but I haven't and there are a few things that I'm doing (laughs) I'm literally sitting next to my giant bouquet of roses that Bianca um, got delivered to my house yesterday because I've officially started a year with her as a mentor and this year is going to be so crazy There are things that I've been wanting to create for years and I'm now going to be creating and this is the perfect example of messy action and not knowing how to do things. There's things in e-commerce and blah, blah, blah that just text shit that I just don't like doing and I don't know how and I've blocked myself with text stuff particularly because, I don't know, my dad's good at that stuff and I just like him dealing with that shit. But um. I'm staying open and curious and hiring people that have done it before. And now I'm going to learn and I'm just going to do the thing instead of telling myself, oh, if I really want to do X, shouldn't I, you know, then like succeed in music first and then that will be very easy for me to achieve where it's like, well, what if the the things that are all coming, I just do it all now. Like this is what I've been called to do now and I'm just going to action it now. 
And when you detach yourself from the results that you're doing and just do what your intuition is calling you to do, it's going to have such a lighter frequency to it and a lighter, more playful energy to it, which is just more fun. It's more enjoyable. Like if I was trying to get some outcome from doing everything that I did, if I sat myself down and every song that I tried to write, I tried to make it a hit song, I would not enjoy it. And this is a really cool story that it has been really powerful for me. So a few years ago, I went over to LA to record music and I was meeting up with a songwriting coach. Her name's Susan and she's amazing and she's just so amazing. And I had, I'd been working with her whilst I was in Australia over Zoom and I haven't met her in person. And the first time we met, we went to the Grove and we went to Barnes and Noble is it Barnes and Noble? Barnes and Nobles. I don't know, whatever. We went there and it was so cool. It was just like a 90s movie where you like meet your writing coach and she just said all these things that it was so cool. And she bought me um, a Bukowski poetry book and we were talking about writing and I was getting teary and I was, it was just such an emotional conversation. She was really talking about her view on writing and I was just in love. I was in love. And I was talking about how I a lot of writers will say this and this is for every creative I really want to put out there I was just talking about how I wait for inspiration and then when like I'm super heightened emotional I will write songs and she was just giving me permission and she said you need to write shit songs and I share this with everyone that will listen because it's the best advice I ever got ever ever Like, I wish I could scream, but it's just going to sound bad when you're listening to this. But I want to scream that so bad. Write shit songs. Give yourself permission to write shit. And I'm probably repeating this because I can always practice it more. I do write every day, but that her giving me that permission was just so, so powerful to me. And just knowing that I could write 10 million songs and maybe just one of them is good or maybe 10 of them is shit, but there's one line or one word that has such potency and power to it that is going to be a hit song or whatever. And that is when I was writing a lot of shit songs and then Pity Party kind of flew out. And it was really cool having her as my mentor as well because I'll just read her my diary and read her what would come up. And she'd be like, hey, 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 what was that? And I'd be like, oh, she'd be like, write more about that. Anyway, that's one thing that I like to work with with creators and I work with my own songwriting coaches, my own mentors, is just allow myself to make shitty art because I'm making it for fun. Like when I was a kid, I wasn't trying. Well, actually, no, I was the kid that's like, I'm trying to write a a hit song. (laughs) But like, I just, I just did it and it was funny and I made it up and it was just whatever. Instead of having so much pressure on yourself, this, the energy of pressure which is perfectionism it's just pressure it doesn't feel good like when you're doing anything like are you like sex are you trying to like putting pressure on it like no that's not fun that's not fun at all so if you haven't given yourself the permission slip (laughs) I'm gonna keep I've I've never had like a lisp or a stutter until I've started podcasting and I'm just gonna keep it all in because I think it's so perfect for what I'm talking about and the reason that I've been stagnant in in so many things has been, you know, wanting to make it perfect. And I'm just so over it. And I love watching people take messy action. It's so, it's so artistic. I don't want to listen to someone that's perfect either. It's just boring. So boring. I like people that look like art, who, who, who dress messy, who talk messy, who, whose emotions are messy, but I don't know. That's, that's something else. But if you haven't given yourself the permission slip to just do the thing, just do the thing, just do it. 
and do it messily. Here is your permission slip and you don't need it from me. Give it to yourself. When we are manifesting, the hardest thing for so many people is the detachment part of it and to be detached from the outcome. And I can't say how many things that have happened and how many things that I've done when I've actually been listening to my body and listening to my intuition that don't make sense. But I did them because I was, I, I was, it was a time when I was really tapped in and I just followed my pleasure. I followed my intuition and then it led to magic. Really, it's like if you use the analogy of someone trying to manifest love and they're stuck in this healing mode and they're at home and they're writing about it and doing all the things, doing all the manifestation rituals and processes, um, which I love doing and is so powerful to do. And, but then they don't leave their house and they don't meet anyone because they're stuck manifesting at home or they're stuck trying to um, think about how it's all going to happen. When really, if they listen to their intuition, maybe they were like called to go somewhere at a certain time and if they went, their magic would happen. And that goes to anything. Like I could give so many examples of my music and acting career where I've met the right producer, I've met the right person, I've met so many people through people like if I and I've done this when I've gone back and I've been like how did that opportunity come to me and I go back to the contact that gave me the contact and then back to that person I go back like and I go back like a hundred steps and I'm like oh okay yeah that was the time when I was really in flow and I just had this random thought to like run down to the beach I I don't know I'm just making like weird examples but you know where I'm going with this really just tune in and let yourself like my current example of what I'm really being called to do and following my pleasure, which I mentioned the other episode when I was talking about inner child stuff, is horse riding. I there's lit- And it's hard for me sometimes to do things that aren't productive. Like even when I want to have fun, I make it like chess or something because I want to make it where I'm getting smarter or <laughs> I make it reading or something. And my... My goal at the moment is to really do things for pleasure, just for ple- pleasure. Even getting a massage for me is productive because obviously it's productive. But something like horse riding, I'm like, hmm, I don't see how this is going to directly help my business in any businesses like that I have. I don't know how this is directly going to help my business as in, in music, in, in acting, in writing, in in Nirvana like how is it going to help me of course it's going to help me because it's pleasure and it's my intuition and something in it is telling me to do it so maybe the place I pick or the time that I go maybe I'll meet someone maybe I won't and maybe it just activates this pleasure in me that then gets me tapped into my own creativity or my own yeah like tapping into my inner child and then I can tap into something else and it just it's just a domino effect so This is an invitation for everyone to just tap into their own intuition and just take the messy action, whether it's asking someone, um, connecting with someone or doing the thing or stop telling yourself that you don't know how. I don't know how, I don't know doesn't exist in NLP. In NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming of People Don't Know, we will ask if you did know what would it be? What would the answer be? And and clients will often be like, I don't know. And then you ask if you didn't know, what would it be? And that's really getting to your subconscious and your intuition and bridging that gap and finding out the answers that are already within. So yeah, this is kind of a short and sweet episode, but I'm really inspired by this because it's something that I've been really embodying lately. That's what manifestation really is. And that's what growth really is. 
it's embodiment. It's it's acting in congruency with what you say that you want to do. A lot of people will say, and I've been here, oh, I want to I wanna write books and I want to make films and I want to have a podcast and I want to have a label and I want to do all this stuff. And this is something else that just came to me. Are you saying that you want to do these things from an, e- from an ego stroke? Just for an ego stroke. Because it sounds cool. And then people are like, yeah, that sounds cool. Wow, you want to do so many things. Or are you actually going to do them? Because you can go and you can say that you want to do these things and you're manifesting these things for like 10 years and not take any action on them. So this is where you can really call yourself out and realize that it is congruency and it is embodiment. The embodiment that is going to be the piece that makes this your 3D reality. You can play in 5D all you want and and think about and tap into the feelings of what it's like, but then you need to bring that down to earth and be like, okay, cool. How can I now act as my future self? How can I act as my future self? What what actions is my future self taking? Am I taking actions now for my future self or my current self? Am I looking after my health and my body for my future self or my current self? Am I eating for my future self or my current self for instant gratification? Am I making the moves my future self makes or am I delaying that further? These are really cool questions and something that you can journal on and just set yourself up with a bit of a challenge and just see what you can do every day and make it a now thing, not a next week thing. I've definitely fallen into the trap where I've felt felt very productive by just planning a lot of things and writing about a lot of things. I'm always writing and I've written about like I remember yeah (laughs) forever so yeah that's another thing you can really make yourself feel productive if you're making the vision boards and you're just and these are all amazing things that I do all the time that I love Um, if you're just writing and planning and journaling and only doing one side of the work maybe you're just doing the spiritual side of the work where you're just meditating on it but you're not taking action maybe you're taking action but you're not listening to your intuition so it's not it's not really aligned the thing is with healing and all this work is that it's forever and it's meant to be enjoyed and part of your life therefore alongside the healing you need to take action. You might want to wait till you're in the perfect place to take action, but I really encourage like everyone I work with, I encourage them to really take action alongside doing the work because I've fallen into the trap. A lot of people have fallen into the trap of being in healing mode. And once I heal and once I fix this X, Y, Z, then I'll manifest this, 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 and then I'll do that. I've literally put my whole life on hold because I wanted to quote-unquote fix my body first and that's something that is a really vulnerable share but I really want to I really want to get vulnerable here and really out my own shadow and encourage people to out theirs as well and really transmute any shame around it but that's a big example that has definitely ruled my life and I'm still moving through those kind of things so I'm in the trenches with you whatever you feel like you need to fix or perfect before you do the thing I promise you you don't work on the thing. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get better at things. I love that. But just take the action alongside and people love watching the journey as well and seeing you grow from the start. So that's that. Um, 
Thank you for listening. I can't wait to jump on whatever else I'm going to talk about next.